everyone. My name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. As always, I am so excited to have you guys here and just appreciate this community more than you know. I'm going to continue to say that just because every week I see new people tagging me in their stories. I receive new emails and it's so awesome because now we have over two years of episodes and so I was actually looking back at downloaded episodes over the last two years and just seeing you know, what people love and what people I guess kind of want more of, but also new people coming to the podcast who are now kind of binging it and bringing up new topics for me. And one that I have not talked about in a long time is kind of more of health and fitness stuff. And as you guys know, that is a huge portion of my life. It's been a huge portion of my job, my career, passion, all of the above. And so I just want to take some time today to kind of reflect back on some topics that have been asked of me to dive deeper into. I do want to have a couple guests on in the future to dive deeper into this because everybody's experience is so different. And I think it's really important to recognize that. So I have been asked multiple times how I kind of overcame tracking macros or how I moved past tracking macros. If you guys are not aware of what macros are, they are our protein, carbs, and our fats. And I have been a personal trainer for multiple years, uh, done the full-on one-on-one coaching through online business side of things. I now do everything through the First Form app. And macros are definitely where I've started with my own personal coaching. They were kind of how I personally got into my journey to begin with. And an incredible tool. But if you guys are listening and you are somebody who have, you currently track macros, you have tracked macros, it can also be an extremely overwhelming process, whether it's learning it, whether it's maintaining it, and whether it's enjoying life. So again, nothing against it. A lot of you are probably my one-on-one clients through the first form app, and we do typically start with some form of tracking. I'm not going to go into too much detail about how I do this or how I coach around it, simply because I have multiple other podcasts on it, and it's what I do one-on-one, so I don't want to you know, bore you with that. However, I think there comes a time and a place when we want maybe a little bit more freedom, or you're similar to me, and you hear about all these people who talk about, oh, I intuitively eat now, or I mindfully eat, or um, you know, I no longer need to track, and if you are in the thick of it, it just seems so far off, right? Like, oh, I'm going to track for the rest of my life because this is the only way that I know how to eat or this is the only way that gives me quote unquote control. So first and foremost, tracking macros is an incredible tool, an absolutely amazing tool. It helps us oftentimes recognize that we've been under eating or maybe overeating one form of food and under eating another. I think it also kind of helps us uh, recognize what we gravitate to. Do we like higher carb meals? Do we like higher fat meals? Where is our protein falling? 
However, I think it sometimes can lead to struggles. So I'm going to talk about my personal journey. I loved it for the longest time. It actually helped me eat more food instead of fear food. It taught me to see past the calories. If you guys flip over a pack of any food, it'll show you the calories in a big number and everything else is kind of smaller. And all I saw was food as calories. I never looked at what was in that food. What micronutrients are in there? What macronutrients are in there? So What are the proteins, fats, and carbs in there? What are the vitamins and minerals that are in the food? I literally just saw it as a calorie source. And while, yes, it is, I knew, you guys, I knew everything down to the number. And for the longest time, I used to chase the 1200 calorie diet. That was just my journey. That was my life. Uh, no, No shame to my mom, but that is how she kind of dieted in her past. So, I'd be getting ready for a high school dance and she was like, oh, like just, you know, stick around 1200 calories. You'll be fine. Again, I knew nothing about macros. So this was like, okay, a cup of Cheerios is 100 calories. A Nature Valley bar is 180 calories. A YoPlay yogurt is 100 calories. That was how I ate. I knew that I could go to Subway, right? This was back when, who was it? Like, what was that? gentleman who was like the Jared was it Jared who did like the sandwich you know six inch sandwich then they came out with the wrap so it was like okay I know I can get a turkey wrap with no cheese for 280 calories or can't remember exact numbers but it's pretty sad because I probably could remember quite a few anyways long story short I got really really caught up in the calories of things so macros allowed me to have a little bit more freedom to see food as different sources, uh, whether it was for replenishing my muscles, whether it was for replenishing my glycogen stores, whether it was for my hormones. Fats are so important for our hormones, but oftentimes we're like, oh my gosh, avocado, too too high in fat, or oh my gosh, how is a tablespoon of peanut butter that many, you know, that many calories or that much fat? So it, it allowed me to learn beyond what I had the knowledge for. So for me, wonderful. It helped me actually learn how to eat more, watch my body composition entirely change. But then it also became a situation where, um, you know, I, I went down the road of competing, which was an incredible experience, but it did also get me extremely hyper aware of my every aspect of my body, literally everything, to a point where I, it just wasn't a good Um, headspace for me. I loved the goal aspect. I loved the discipline aspect. But for me, I don't know. I don't regret it by any means. I just wonder what my journey would look like nowadays if I had just continued on that journey of lifting and eating well and nourishing my body and, and not thinking I need to take things to the extremes. So for me, I started recognizing that I had a lot of anxiety around days where I maybe couldn't track my macros or, God forbid, my scale ran out of batteries or I had a family function and, you know, was going to bring a Tupperware. What were people going to say? As I always say, there's a time and a place for your goals. And I was really, really proud of myself for wanting to compete and try it out and pushing myself. I learned so much in regards to the mental and emotional side of things that allowed me to help my clients further, honestly. I mean, if I don't put myself through some of it, how can I educate and help support my girls? I I didn't do competition coaching. However, I learned a lot in the process to help my girls to this day. I just got to a point where 
the anxiety was not worth it. My hormonal health was not worth it. And again, it came down to this new obsession around numbers. However, I had the four or five years of tracking as an amazing tool to know what my body needed, what my body required, and kind of how to listen to my hunger cues. But I think that's where things kind of came in. When I was tracking, I don't even think I knew what a hunger cue was because my meals were completely broken down to every three to four hours what I was going to eat and what my body, not even what my body needed, just what I was going to eat because everything was tracked for the day. So I really needed to relearn what was a hunger cue. Am I hungry? Am I full? Or am I just finishing this because I have those leftover macros? Um, Am I having this late night snack because I need those macros? Uh, And again, This is just my experience. I want you guys to know I genuinely do encourage tracking for a period of time so that we can learn what we are and what we are not eating. But again, this is just my story and how I kind of had to find my way out of it. Um, So what I started to do was I would allow and use the word allow because it was also a mental uh, restriction for me, right? It was another form of maybe disordered eating for me at the time. So I had to start to naturally just plan an untracked meal. So if it was going to be a date night, if it was going to be a family event, whatever it may be. And I just kind of focused around the foods that I knew my body typically did well around. Also, what I felt like I wouldn't have guilt eating. So for me, that was proteins and veggies, just kind of focusing the evening around that. I think what I when I knew that I needed to start to get away from tracking was when I would have a day that I would overeat on my macros. And I mean like I'd have a bite of a cookie or something. I would occasionally get into this mindset of, oh, well, the day is, it's gone. I've already eaten out of my macros. So I'm just gonna eat everything that I'm kind of craving so that I don't want it again tomorrow. And if you guys are anything like me, it's like, okay, the bag of chips disappears. And it was never like a binge. It was just lots of random snacking. Like, oh, I never really eat cheese. I'm gonna have a slice of cheese. Or, oh, I never really eat this. Like, I'm gonna have some of this. Or, uh, you know, oh, I said I was gonna have a, a cup of chili, but you know, I've already eat, overeaten. So like, I'm just gonna have another cup. It just was always kind of like convincing myself that I could eat more. And, and looking back, I'm like, gosh, girl, if you were hungry, eat, you know? But I didn't know what a hunger cue was. It was just cravings and allowing myself to eat versus not allowing myself to eat because it was so managed, like micromanaged. So I started having a little more of these untracked meals, which then led to untracked days. So I would be very, very intentional about my untracked days. So I would kind of focus and might be a little bit woo-woo, but I would ask myself, okay, am I hungry? What sounds good? Okay, am I just making the eggs because that's what I'm used to? Or do I actually want to have a piece of toast with some peanut butter? Like, what kind of sounds good right now outside of what my brain thinks I need to eat or what I quote unquote know I need to eat based around macros? So that was kind of where I started to allow myself to have these days where maybe I overate a little bit, maybe I underate a little bit, maybe I didn't eat every three or four hours, maybe I went six hours, just to kind of allow myself to recognize what I wanted and what I was kind of craving. This did help me to do midweek, and this might sound interesting, but I feel like midweek, it's easier to kind of be on. A lot more of us have schedules, so I've always been victim of like the five days on, two days off kind of a thing. So for me to eat an untracked day midweek, I still had structure to my life. It wasn't random social events or football games or drinking. It was a midweek 
day. So for me to have an untracked day, it kind of just allowed me to be like, okay, well, I'm going to eat breakfast because I have to get ready for work or I'm, you know, about to get onto a client call or, okay, I need to eat lunch because your girl's hungry and dinner was already planned because Casey was getting home from work at whatever time and I'd already gone grocery shopping for the week. We tend to either order out on the weekends or we'll grill a bunch of stuff depending on how we're feeling. So the weekends were already kind of a little bit all over the place. Um, And so for me, having untracked days midweek just allowed me to trust myself a little bit more before fully letting go. Then another tool that I would do is maybe after an untracked day, I would then go into the app and I would enter in the food that I ate for the day. Remember, I had already been doing tracking macros for four or five years. So I was pretty good about knowing, okay, I had four ounces of this, right? Eight ounces of this, right? A cup and a half of this. If you're not used to it, it's really hard because typically we put in there like, oh, I had a tablespoon of peanut butter when actually we had like five tablespoons because we don't realize how much we were actually eating. So I would go into the app and I would input what I ate just so I could visually see okay, you know, I probably under ate a little bit or I probably should have had a little bit more protein. Again, just so that it wasn't this huge transition from what I had been doing, right? My body had been so used to kind of the same meals day in and day out. Um, And this transition came when I was also really working on my hormone health. And I knew I needed to start incorporating a bit more fats. I knew I needed to start bringing in a little bit more diversity. Diversity is so important for our gut health and for our bacteria and our body and just honestly for food intolerances. I didn't realize how many foods I was just like not eating because whether it was, you guys, there was a period of time when I didn't even buy Brussels sprouts because they're higher carb vegetable. So these were the things that this is when I knew I needed to personally stop tracking because I was actually cutting out things like specific vegetables based around their carb content. And I just knew that I was over hyper aware. Also, which I'm sure you guys have heard in other episodes, there was a period of time when Casey never even asked me to go out on a date because he knew that my meals were already planned. Love that he respected my my goals. Love that. But it kind of when I when I came to that realization when he made me aware of that, it did make me sad and it made me take some time to recognize like, okay, is this the way I want to be living? Or can I start to incorporate more untracked days and untracked meals and enjoy life a little bit more? Because again, I was at a place in time when tracking was not causing me Um, food freedom for a long time it did it was finally like oh my gosh I can eat I don't need to restrict because I learned how to add more food in so it was a wonderful tool for me for the longest time but then it did reach a point after a certain amount of years where it became restrictive and it became a little bit anxiety ridden if you will so again everybody's story is going to be so different which is why I would love to have somebody on but this has been a topic that a lot of people have brought up to me lately and I don't know if it's because the new year is coming up and many of us might want to lean into new goals or with the holidays here it's like gosh how do I have an untracked day and not binge right that's a big thing like can I eat the cinnamon roll and not eat five of them or eat the whole plate or you know can I enjoy some of these side dishes that my you know, my aunt made or my mom made and whatever it may be. 
And this is what I'm working with my girls right now on is just leading into this time of the year without some of that anxiety and having a little bit of more of that food freedom. So again, macros can be an incredible tool. But for me, it just came to a point where it was very anxiety ridden. So I allowed myself to have some untracked meals here and there. I then started to have full untracked days, but would track at the end of the day to kind of just look to see how things were going. And then it was really leaning into, hey, I'm not going to track this week, but I really need to be mindful about it. Like I need to know where I'm at. So at the end of the day of some of the days, I would input my food to kind of allow myself to see where I was at. And that over the course of time slowly led to a month of untracking and then maybe taking two days to fully track to be like, oh, whoa, I didn't realize like I forgot what four ounces of meat was like or I forgot what a cup of rice is like to, again, just kind of be aware of it. And then truthfully, because I was I stopped tracking about two years ago. But when I got pregnant with Caden, I think it was it was after the miscarriage, I started spiraling again. I had my own anxieties based around the miscarriage and I felt like I needed control somewhere. And that oftentimes came from food for me. Food and exercise is kind of the only thing we can control in life. So I actually started tracking again before I got pregnant with Caden because I was like, okay, I need to get back in shape. I had just had a miscarriage, couldn't do physical activity for X amount of weeks. Well, I ended up getting put on pelvic rest with Caden and I really couldn't work out. I had horrible cravings. I was all over the place with food. And it then ended up coming into my second trimester when I was just like, I need to nourish my body for beyond my needs. It now is for a living human inside of me. And so truthfully, I think a lot of my food freedom came from pregnancy. I learned to appreciate my body beyond its size. Um, So I know for a lot of people that might not be your case because you're not going to just go get pregnant to fix other issues. I didn't realize it at the time that pregnancy was helping me so much. It also helped me recognize like I had all these crazy hunger cues. Some days I was like, oh my gosh, I knew I wanted fattier meats. My body was craving it. My fats were definitely higher, which helps support hormone health, all of that. But I do think a lot of my macro, I don't want to say overcoming tracking, but kind of came from me having a little bit, little bit more knowledge around my body and my body's needs as opposed to an aesthetic need. Um, for a long time, again, macros helped me get over the fear of eating. So it really, if anything, helped my body get back on track because I learned how to eat. I learned how to feel my body. My hair started growing again. I had so many issues with hair growth due to hormone imbalances, due to under eating, high stress, all of these things. So there was a time and a place for it. But when it started impacting other areas of my life, I knew I needed to move on. So that's kind of where my little story was. So it was the untracked meals, the untracked day, the untracked week, occasionally tracking at the end of the day, and then going periods of time without tracking. The little bit of a woo-woo thing was when I really started bringing in mindful eating. So I kind of would ask myself, how am I going to feel after eating this? I do have a lot of food intolerances. I do have a lot of digestion struggles over the years, whether it's from my endometriosis, whether it's from high stress. And so I... And I also think I still hold on to some food guilt. I'm Full disclosure, I think I will always have a little bit of disordered eating. Um, I think it's common in today's society. It's hard sometimes you're scrolling and all of a sudden you see a body image that um, maybe you envy. And I think it's 
normal, um, sadly, in today's society to want to then adapt or change our body. So learning how to appreciate my body beyond the image that I'm looking at or beyond the, the image that is reflecting back in the mirror, that's been a big mental thing. I don't, I don't need to stand in front of the mirror and be like, yes, I love my body. But for me, it's a big deal to stand in front of the mirror and appreciate my body. So I do think that a lot of that, a lot of this has come from some mental, you know, work, emotional work, things like that. Um, but I do have to sit there sometimes and be like, okay, how is this going to make me feel? I have certain foods that I get so swollen, like so swollen. I've always had issues with my kidneys ever since my endo diagnosis. I was on a few medications here and there that just actually impacted my kidney function. So now if I go and eat an entire basket of chips or an entire thing of crackers, if I haven't had enough water that day or if I haven't exercised, I will honestly wake up the next day so puffy and it's uncomfortable and it makes me feel sluggish and tired and it makes me frustrated with myself. And so being mindful about those things and acknowledging, hey, how am I going to feel after this? Another one somebody once asked me or they told me rather about mindful eating, hey, would you want to be physical like would you want to go do a physical activity after this or would you want to be intimate after this like those are two activities you know like hey would you want to go hop in a boat and maybe go surfing after or would you want to go be intimate with your significant other and oftentimes if we're like bloated or over full or feeling kind of gross about what we ate the answer would probably be no so now sometimes I enjoy those things that maybe cause me a little bit of discomfort or if I ate the whole basket or the whole plate would cause a lot of discomfort. But now I'm able to be like, hey, I really want to enjoy a few bites of this, but I don't want to feel awful. I know my body doesn't respond well to this. So being more mindful. Um, I love big meals. I love feeling full, but I know what I would rather fill up on now. So releasing a lot of my tracking and a lot of my um, overcoming kind of that I don't know, macro consumption of my life just took me some time to evaluate where I was headed with my goals and if it was purely aesthetics or was I actually trying to eat for performance and uh, maybe losing weight, right? I think a lot of times we overlook how beneficial macro tracking can be, but at some point you have to ask yourself, why are you doing it or is it holding you back from other things? If it's consuming you with anxiety, if it's consuming you with stress or frustration, you, I think that's time to release the reins and maybe look at something a little bit differently. So for me, I like to look at things a little bit more now as like the palm fist fist method, which is a palm size of protein, fist size of carbs, a fist size of veggies, like at each meal, that's a little bit easier for me. Or another great one they say is fill half your plate with, uh, you know, veggies, fill a quarter of it with protein, um, and maybe another quarter of it with uh, some carbs. I personally just don't restrict anymore. I was I was there too long. I lean more into how am I going to feel after I eat this. Sometimes you better believe it's two full cups of rice or it's a half, one and a half full russet potatoes. Like if I know I want it, I'll let my body have it. But some days. I'm totally fine just with the veggies and the meat. It's it's just now allowing myself to kind of lean into, hey, what do I want today? And what sounds good? And it also depends now where I'm at in my cycle. I've definitely recognized the week before my cycle, I naturally just want a little bit more comfort food. I naturally want a little bit more carbs, things like that. Um, and then there's other times of the month where I can tell I just want that. 
I want the ground beef. I don't want the lean ground beef. I want, you know, a little bit of extra olive oil on my potatoes or on my veggies. So understanding what our body kind of needs and wants um, rather than just the craving of like, oh, I for sure want the Sour Patch Kids or I for sure want, you know, the baked, the full load, loaded baked potato on the side. I know for me, if I have a full loaded baked potato with sour cream and bacon and everything, I don't feel well after. That's where my mindful eating comes in. So again, I just wanted to briefly touch on this because it's something that I've been asked so, so much lately, um, more so from my girls in my transformation challenges and through the app. Um, but I do think we are coming into that time of the year where maybe food is causing some anxiety. So some self-reflection is really important for a lot of us to to look at because um, I think sometimes we allow this time of the year to bring on anxiety and then we hit the new year with like wanting to hit the ground running, right? Like, oh my gosh, I've got it. I just, you know, I'm so mad at myself for everything I let myself eat this holiday season. Now I have control. And what does that control look like? And how long is it gonna last? Let's try and reach that attainable lifestyle. And again, tracking is an incredible tool, but I was so tired of my year being so yo-yo. It was like, I would have three months where I could focus and then, three months where it was all over the place, which led me to be motivated to put in those next three months to focus and then three months of the holidays. And it was every year, year in and year out. And gosh, you guys, how much money have you spent on coaching or supplements or products or, I mean, it's so sad how many things I've looked at my pantry. I'm like, when did I buy this? And why did I buy this? Like, what what was I trying to achieve with this herbal tea? Or, I mean, I've tried everything in the books. Um, And again, I think it's great to have goals. I think it's great to have programs. I have a million supplements that I take for my foundational health and I will forever take them. Um, But I've learned so much more. Um, I also think, you know, having things set in place, systems set in place is wonderful. Casey and I were saying again today how we need to find another program for working out. I finished my eight-week program. I get a little bit like, bored with working out sometimes. So switching up how I train is really important. Um, So I think it's wonderful sometimes when macros can set a plan for us, but don't overlook how they're making you feel mentally and emotionally. And if you can stick with it. Um, For me, it was a wonderful tool. And now I'm at a place that um, I think maybe there's a time and a place maybe again, but I also don't feel the need. I'm not trying to reach the smallest version of myself. And currently I'm not working on like a strength goal. So just trying to live, focus on hormones, listen to my body a little bit more, understand that certain times of the month, I'm going to feel certain things. Doesn't mean I crush a whole, you know, bag of chips or carton of ice cream just because I'm craving it because it's that time of the month. Um, Sometimes these cravings do actually mean nutrient deficiencies, which took me so long to learn. Um, so understanding that our blood sugar sometimes if it's all if you're if you're feeling hungry like every 2 hours that could be your blood sugar it could just be you're spiking it with too many carbs at one meal or maybe not having enough veggies with fibers to really slow down that digestion maybe you're not adding enough fats to really slow down that digestion so it's learning which is so annoying i mean you guys don't you just wish you could be like why can't we just eat like normal like why do we have such a diet culture right like why is society such a diet culture and I really do hope that if you're in any of my challenges or the first form app or following me for supplement advice or whatever it may be I hope you recognize that I really 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 do try to preach foundational health as opposed to um, reduced calorie or I don't know. I never want to bash anybody, but I just, I've been there and I want to focus more on foundational health and helping people 
acknowledge why I take certain things or why I lean into certain things as opposed to to others. Um, and I just feel like hopefully we can have that trickle over into what our kiddos see. So anyways, that's all I have for you guys today. Never hesitate to reach out about these questions. Um, I just, again, like I said at the very beginning of the episode, it's so individual. Um, I never want to be out of my scope of practice with like telling you how to do something. So this was my personal story. Again, I would love to have somebody on sometime in the near future for sure, maybe leading into the new year to just kind of chat about I don't know, some food freedom or food anxieties, because let's be honest, we all have them. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe not all of us, which is wonderful if you don't, but maybe we've all had them at some point. And I never want somebody to feel alone with like, gosh, will I ever get to a point where I feel comfortable with embracing my body, but also having that meal that I absolutely love to make. So anyways, I'm here if you need anything. As always, make it a great day and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.